You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And we're glad, as always, to have both Jim and Steve at the roundtable today. And we've got some uh, great guests calling in. Starting about five minutes after the hour, we've got uh, uh, Ed Watts from Passport Transport will be calling in, and we'll be talking with uh, Ed about um, Hershey and what's coming up with Passport and uh, how they work a show like that, the biggest one going, as a matter of fact. And then we're going to talk to uh, Chris Edwards about his national. I'd never even heard of a what, national What before. year is it, about 15 or 16? Uh, it's a 16, I believe. 16. Yeah. And uh, he'll be calling in. And I, if I were a betting man, I You're would betting. bet uh, that's it. <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, well good. Yeah. good. Yeah. Talk to him about, how about Hershey, because Hershey's yeah. coming up. Yeah. We're leaving next week. Okay. Well, and, then it, and the end of the show, we ought to talk about your Glidden Tour experience. Yeah, that, yeah, that's always a good show. Yeah. That's always a good good ride. Yeah. But, the Glidden, uh, especially New England this time of year. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it really was. It was cool too, right? Totally cool, man. Yeah. Okay. Totally cool. <laughs> we got Ed on. Ed, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, good, good morning, Ed. It's Jim Weber. Steve Ronaldo. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, we know you're busy. I've seen a couple of your trucks this week. Running I twenty and I seventy five, if I remember rightly. I I can barely hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there we go. Oh, I, I can, bet you can hear better? me. Yeah, can you better? hear me now? Yeah, I got you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, somebody somebody <laughs> yeah. uses that line. <laughs> That's the <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> no, I just said that I've seen a couple of your trucks lately, the, the bright green and on Interstate 20 and on Interstate 75. So you're obviously busy. Yeah, it's that uh, a very busy time of year. Yes, it is. It is. I, 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 see you at, I see your trucks and stuff. And you're set up at Hershey all the time. I've been going since I was a, a little kid back in the late fifties. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a that's a special event. Yes, uh, it we're is. Gearing up, we're gearing up for that here the first week in October. How, uh, how many trucks does that require, Ed? Uh, the Hershey event um, <clears throat> isn't one of the larger events for us. Uh, we we have maybe. Uh, three or four trucks that bring stuff into the RM sale that's at the Hershey Lodge um, going on the 6th and the 7th Thursday and Friday and then cars coming in another three or four trucks bringing cars in for the fall meet yeah it's it, that, that you know, for the meet and then also for the the uh, and f- for the car corral how many how many trucks do you have for uh, the car corral, people that buy buy stuff there and they want to get it home or get it somewhere, or there to the port even. Yeah, we have trucks nearby the whole week. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff going on, so we have lots of equipment in the area, starting with on Monday at the Simeon Museum in Philadelphia uh, is the Bonhams National Preservation Sale, and they sell about uh, 50 cars over there on Monday. And then from there, we head on over to Hershey and spend the remainder of the week there. So 
we've got uh, you know ample uh, equipment in the area, 15, 20 units uh, available to service customers' needs. So with, with the way you all operate, Ed, are your trucks literally going around the country now picking up cars and, and coming back headed towards Hershey at this point? They are. Yeah. If somebody was looking for you at, at Hershey, where would they find you? If I remember right, you're on the road, near the road to the to Chocolate World. Yeah, um, anymore, uh, we just have representatives on site uh, roaming. Uh, and then if someone wants to reach us, they can call our 800 number, 800-325-4267. And then one of the options is to hit a representative, push three to get a representative that's on site at an event. And it'll ring us there, and we can help you out. Oh, okay, you don't have you don't have a, just a central location anymore because you used to see trucks lined up on that on that little road going to Chocolate World, just tons of trucks. Yeah, and every year it rains and we get stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. It's all paved. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, so, Ed, are you going to be there? I am not going to be at that sale. I'm going to be at the bottom sale over in Philadelphia, and then I've got some other matters to tend to, but Camille Davis, our national sales director, will be there. Okay, now, 800-325, and let me have the last four digits. 4267. 4267. All right. 800-325-4267, and punch three to get a representative. Correct. Beautiful. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if you were there, uh, pick up a pizza about a week beforehand, get a little mold on it, because Steve likes moldy pizza. <laughs> yeah, old, old, old moldy pizza. Yeah. I can take you I can take you to the best pizza pizza shop in all of Hershey. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, guys are good friend of mine. Anyway, let's uh, talk a little bit about just, just transport stuff, uh, because it is a busy, busy time of the year. Say I buy a car in the car corral and and I wanna get it moved back here to Atlanta. Um, why would I pick Passport over some of these gypsy car haulers that are hanging around? I'm serious. Why would I? I you know, because the, there's a huge, there's a price differential. But there is, there is a price differential. But you know that you're going to be insured. We're we're well insured. We're backed by a, a leader in the industry, Jim Grundy, Grundy Insurance. So you've got solid insurance. Um, new state-of-the-art equipment, and our drivers, um, you know, as you say, gypsies. They weren't hauling cattle last week. They've been doing this a long time, and they're going to care for yeah, you the way it needs to be cared for. Yeah, I prefer the kumquat haulers myself. Do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever the hell a kumquat is. I just love right. that name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're obviously we're not prejudiced or anything no. like that. <laughs> we're just right. a little punchy this morning. <laughs> but no, I I, I agree Darling. with you. I agree uh, with you. The the uh, uh, yourself and the uh, uh, primarily and some of the because let's face it, R and M is the classiest auction of all of them. I think anyway. Uh, yeah, they do a good job. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they do. Rob Myers and, does, and yeah. they wouldn't. They if if they're using you. To, to haul their cars from to the auction, I don't think you can find a better endorsement than yeah. those guys. Well, and you know, yeah. you know what else, Ed? Uh, you've got Grundy Insurance, and Grundy understands the collector car business. That's if there, right. If there is an issue with the, with the car, God forbid, 
there, then you shouldn't have a, any kind of argument over the value of the thing. Yeah. No, you don't yeah. have the situation where, you know, the person, uh, the adjuster that's looking at it is a person that normally, um, you know, looks at modern cars. they got right. experience uh, in the field, and they know what they're looking at, and they know how to place value and assess, um, you know, what the situation is. Yeah. 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 I, well, I had these guys bring my Thunderbird from Tahoe Did when you? I bought it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, well, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, did they pick you up on the side of the road lately? <laughs> no. <laughs> that car runs really good if I can ever get it back from the, getting the hard top fitted. Um, but any, anyway, so so uh, uh, you do most of the major auctions, too. Like, where you, does uh, uh, R&M and those guys, are they at Hilton Head Concours, too? Um, I don't know that R&M's at... Hilton Head Concours. We do take cars in and out of the Hilton Head Concours. I've never attended that event. We seem to, you know, maybe have a car here or a car there going to that event. But, um, you know, this month we've got uh, starting off with the the Bottoms Auction on October 3rd, and then later that same week on Thursday and Friday is the RM Auction at Hershey Hershey Lodge. And then Meekham's got their auction going on over in Chicago at the Schaumburg Convention Center that same weekend. And the following weekend, we've got uh, an auction we're pretty involved in because it's right down the road from our headquarters in, in Branson, Missouri, at the Branson auction. And that same weekend's Barrett Jackson Vegas. So there's a lot of activity in the month of October. <laughs> yes, uh, there is in hey, the car world. Hey, Ed, um, Branson, that's kind of a sleeper auction where you can get some pretty good deals, from what I've been it is, told. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's. So you know a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some foreign stuff go through there. That's about I don't I won't know if it, I won't say it's a half or a third, but it's significantly less than when it goes through uh, one of the others. I don't know if the qualities of the level of the stuff that goes through. Yeah, especially if you catch it either at the very beginning of the of the day of the sale or towards the tail end when people aren't att- uh, you know there's not as many people there right. they're not paying attention yet or yeah. They're on their way out. You know, you can you can pick up some good deals there. Yeah, and you don't get as many free drink tickets there. I understand, <laughs> so you've got a little better viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. uh, your your traffic director this time of year has how many balls in the air does he have floating around at one time? Yeah, a lot. It takes all hands on deck, so to speak, uh, with all these events. You know, we're right now all these cars or all these trucks are being routed to these events I just spoke of. And it takes a lot of planning to make sure they're positioned properly so that we can service the needs. You know, you, you've got events going on in Pennsylvania and Illinois and the Midwest and Branson and then out west in Vegas. And then a large part of our business is a snowbird and snowbirds. And, uh, you know, we start next week. We run about oh, five or six trucks every week down the coast from the northeast down to Florida and also from the Midwest. Uh, down to Florida, and then we've got our other snowbirds that head out west from, you know, Massachusetts and Connecticut that go out to the desert in Palm Springs or Scottsdale. Oh, so, and nobody, yeah. nobody wants them tomorrow, do they? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> do you go to Canada too, Ed? If they could FedEx their car, they would. <laughs> I tried, but uh, yeah. took you, too many stamps. Yeah. I couldn't lick them all in a week. <laughs> Ed, do you go to Canada? We do not. Okay. Right. We do have customers that meet us at the border, but, 
generally uh, we'll refer to one of our Canadian partners up there, usually TFX out of Toronto. Okay. Um, that has to get involved with a lot of paperwork, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. And they, you know, they're well versed in it and they know the, the rules and regulations are changing all the time. And they've got that dialed in, and it's just uh, it's best if you're going into Canada to use a Canadian-based carrier. Yeah. Ed, what what can we do for you? You do everything for everybody else. What what can uh, what, what can we do <laughs> for you? You're doing it right now. Okay. You're, us, you're doing it right now. You're, you're putting us, helping us get the word out and, and putting us in the face of the people. You know what would be fun? Well, I'd like to put David in, but we can't. But put one of us in one of your trucks for a couple of days, just or sure. At our, at our age, they wouldn't do it because it would require too many rest area stops. No, they, they've got those hospital <laughs> bottles that they use in the truck. Our, yeah, our, our guys got you know the big rigs with the sleepers. The, yeah. the bathrooms on board. Yeah, good to go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you they live just, in them. No, seriously. Can it, with all you're going on, can a pri- can can you still do stuff for for just individuals this time of year? Oh, you we have we have to, you know, and that's what makes it uh, that much trickier for our logistics team. You've got to be able to still service the guy that calls in and says he just acquired a car or on eBay or from a dealership or whatever the case might be, and and you've got to you know service them in a timely fashion as well. So. Um, yeah, the the logistics department is uh, alive and well uh, this time of year. Ed, I, I'd like to wind it up. We're going to have to wind it up here shortly, but for, you have a very unique uh, view of the hobby and uh, and the uh, business end of it. Where do you do you see the activity of more people selling, more people buying? Do you see it as healthy as it's always been, or or do you see it slacking off, or which way do you see it going? You know, I, it, it's a hard question to ask, um, uh, to answer. Uh, prices have dropped a little bit, I've noticed. But, you know, then you go, I just we just came from Pebble Beach, and, you know, you've got uh, not just one or two cars selling for 15 or $20 million, a, a whole array. So that's a whole different ballpark uh, when you get up in those numbers, of course. But um, in general, across the board, uh, for your for your mid range cars, I think numbers are down a little bit, maybe ten percent. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to I want to thank you for coming on today, Ed Watts with Passport Transport, and also I want to thank you for being a sponsor of the show. And uh, I feel like we are getting the word out, and and people that have cars that they need moved, they need to call uh, the first to have covered trucks. Yeah, I well, appreciate it. Thank the, you yeah, so much. Yeah, and the bright green, you can't and, miss them. Yeah, and and the quality people, like I said, it makes a big difference. These guys know what they're doing. Yep. Uh, and the insurance, there's no hassle, there's no problem. I, 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 I you know, I you can't be. One more quick question before you go: uh, Is there any time of the year where it's a little? Uh, now, let's make some less expensive to move a car. Like when is there times when you sort of have a sale just because it's a little slow? Yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, just curious. We do get more aggressive in our pricing in December. Things slow up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and then again in February, uh, January is 
a tough go with all the activities going on in Arizona. Yeah, out in Arizona, yeah. Yeah, but but December and February we do get a little more aggressive okay. in our pricing. Yeah, okay, so when I go out, last time at Pebble Beach, I got out outbid for $15 million and I just I only went to fourteen five. So this year, when I buy one in Scottsdale, I'll, I'll get you guys to bring and, it back. And, and you can call Steve Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> you can reach him at the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Okay. Ed, thank you very Thanks, much. And, um, hey, appreciate it, guys. Thank you so we'll much. We'll be talking to you on. soon. Thanks. Bye. All right. Talk to you. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And again, want to thank uh, Ed Watts from Passport Transport for coming on and being with us this morning and talking about uh, getting your new car, your new old car from here to there and there to here. And, and they do new cars, too. They, yeah, they do new yeah. cars. Yeah. They do everything, anything uh, on wheels. Yeah. And it's covered, and we know how important that and is. Insured. And that insured. And that's the biggest thing. Yes. But yeah. uh, anyway, and we're looking forward. Chris Edwards uh, should be calling in shortly. He's got a car for sale that's been in the uh, AACA magazine, and we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, and we've got Steve here, and, and Steve he's here. just been to the Glidden Tour, and that was quite a tour this year. Yeah, it was. We are in in uh, northern New England. It was based out of the Grand Hotel in North Conway, New Hampshire, which is about 15 miles from the uh, uh, main border. Yes. And uh, the Glidden Tour by itself, had, the Glidden is not the paint guy. Everybody thinks it's the paint guy. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with paint. Uh, anyway, this guy founded this tour first in 1908, if I remember right, or 07, to prove the reliability and, and stuff that cars were not just toys for rich people. And it went on until World War One, and then it stopped. And then after World War Two, 
they did the revival of the Glidden Tours. And that was the Veteran Motor Car Club of America that started them again. Yeah, right? and it got it's gotten <clears throat> way big. The biggest one that they've ever had, from what I understand, was back in the 80s. And we were on, it was in Gettysburg. There were 700 cars. Yeah. And and actually, everybody did everything, but you were broken down into four separate groups. Because how could you, you figure at least two car, two people per car. Yep. So that's 1,400 people. Where could 14, plus the support people, you're looking at probably 1,600 people. Where could you feed 1,600 people all at once? Short of an army mess hall. Yeah, in, I was going to yeah. say Fort Bragg, North Carolina. That, you know, <clears throat> so anyway, um, uh, it's limited to cars, any car older than World War II. Uh, and you get some absolutely stunning cars. Uh, on this tour, there were on this one, there were two, three Auburn boat tail speedsters. Wow! Four Duesenbergs that I counted. Was was your girlfriend with yeah, the Pat yeah, Hurst? No, she brought. They just acquired for the museum a thirty-eight Buick Century with 30,000 actual miles. Wow. And they brought it down. Just a just a beautiful yeah. I mean it was just looked like it was grandma's car. You just went home and visit grandma. Wonderful car. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh yeah, Pat had that. Um any Rolls-Royces or Bentleys? Yeah, there was one, I think. One or two Rolls cars, early 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 mm-hmm. uh you know, early ghosts and stuff. Right. Right. Uh, what else was peculiar that was there? Of course, you're going to get a lot of early Ford V8s. Yeah. And a lot of Model A's. Yeah. And you drove a special Model yeah, A. Yeah, I did. I We went up. We have very good friends that live in Meredith, New Hampshire. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh. On Lake Winnipesaukee. Yeah. You've gotten confused. Okay. All right. Um, and... L- n- this all sort of ties in together. For uh, New England, of course, is is a whole tiny little place all put together. You know? Right, right. Those and five states <clears> up there in in near Lake Winnipesaukee, where a lot of these guys live. Yeah, um, is is uh, a place called Melvin Village. Yeah, Melvin Village is an all old car place. Wow. But and yeah, you, people live there. Everyone that lives there is an old car guy. Neat. Yeah, and, sort of like an air park and, where everybody and, has an airplane. And air craftsmen, and they're yeah. all old craftsmen. There's an old machine shop and all this stuff. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, we got we, we got our guest on. Oh, you do, Eric Edwards. Yes. Okay. Oh, Mr. Eric. Edwards. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Ronaldo. Hey, how you doing, Eric? I thought he had told me it was somebody else's name. I. Yeah. Well, no, I, it was all confusing. It was but I'm, but my fault. Eric is always generally confused anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you doing anyway? I haven't seen you for a while. Well, we've been up here in the north, you know, uh, keeping keeping uh, um, everything battened down here, you know, uh, Canada, the home of the north, and. Uh, and hockey season starts soon, so you're out. You're just out pucking around. Actually, uh, I just got off the phone with an old car guy from Italy. Oh, really? Yeah, a good friend of mine. You, you met Bob Palumbo when he came down. Yes, there. I do. I remember that name. 
Yeah, and I and I mentioned to him that I'd be talking with you this morning, and he remembered your car distinctly. <laughs> Which one? The white one? The white car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, What's your wife doing? Fine, thanks. And yours? Yeah, she's doing fine. Good. Wait a second, wait a second. This is a car show. This isn't yeah. a... Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. A, it, it is a family-oriented damn show, and don't forget it. Well, 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 I thought we were talking Rocket Rouchard. Would be horrible, right? Yeah, yeah. We're very fortunate to have women that, that tolerate this hobby. Anyway, a little bit about Eric. I've known him for a long time. We've been on a bunch of tours together. He has a restoration shop, uh, one of the better ones in Canada. <laughs> it, it and very famous. He's a very famous guy, especially in the brass car hobby. He's done tons well. of stuff, and and your and your father was in the same business, correct? No, actually, Dad had a collection, but he was in the dental business. But his passion was anything uh, mechanical, electronic. Uh, he was just a brilliant guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, and but he, and but he started back in the uh, the early sixties and. That's how I got my exposure. Oh, okay. So every time he pulled a tooth, it cost as much as a as a as a Coker tire. I think. No, actually, he was in, he made dentures. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder and why he's a friend of yours. <laughs> <laughs> he <was one> of <laughs> well, anyway, what's this special car that you 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 have on the market at this point? Well, it's a car that um, that I've been servicing for the last ten or fifteen years. It's. Uh, from the Champlain Valley Transportation Museum in Plattsburgh, New York. Um, uh, Dr. Tony Vaccaro uh, is the, uh, the director and chief uh, organizer of that event or that uh, um, situation. I helped Tony gather up cars back at the turn of uh, the century, <laughs> 2000, um, <laughs> to... Um, to uh, encompass uh, transportation uh, that was representative from uh, uh, New York State. It was originally designed as the Lozier Museum, but uh, uh, it became uh, all-encompassing. Uh, cool. All sorts of transportation. So this is their car, and um, and it's a uh, it's a monster car. It's a fifty horse car. It's. Uh, I drove it about a month ago on a car tour up here in Ontario, and um, I was impressed, as always. Uh, being a T-head, which means it's a dual cam engine, uh, it's very, very big for its time, very innovative. It was probably the most uh, innovative engine uh, that that was in America at the time. It was the top powerful engine. Was it a, now what kind of car is it anyway? It's a national. Okay. Did they make their own engines? They made their own engine. They made their car in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, their claim to fame was in the period between about 1908 to 1912. They were um, they were one of the cars on the race circuit. And if if I'm not uh, incorrect, um, they were also one of the very first Manufacturers to produce a six-cylinder engine as early as 1905. Yeah, the biggest brass car I have ever seen in my life. Do you, yeah, of course, you know Melvin Village near in, in in New Hampshire, right, where all those guys live. Yes. Okay, there's a guy over there, and I can't I can picture him, but I I can't name just escapes me now. He has a a national touring car. Yes. The seat is at eye level. 
It is huge. What a monster. And where monster. do they keep the stepladder? You need one. It's well, huge. Well, some of those cars even had two running boards at, you know, two step heights to get into them. Now, now um, National did make a, a, a car that was a seven-passenger touring, and in later years, they, I believe they made fire trucks, which were huge. And, um, I mean... I think that their their main thing was their engines were so robust. They were they were just powerhouses. Um, yeah, oh, meaning yeah. valves on one side for exhaust, valves on the other side of the engine for intake, maximum uh, valve size, and um, lots of power. I mean, nineteen twelve was their heyday when uh, Joe Dawson won the Indy five hundred. I believe it was Joe that, that won the Indy 500 driving a national. And he had been flip-flopping back between uh, Fiat and, and uh, Mercedes yeah. and, and the national. And um, so his claim to fame was uh, winning at, uh, at Indy in 12. How, how many? Eric, Eric I'm going to have to interrupt. we got to take a break. You'll be able to stay with us, right? Yep. All righty. And uh, I've got a question for our brothers from Canada when we get back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, Just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been my insurer for years in this hobby and have... The top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Uh, and welcome back to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And we've got Eric Edwards on from Canada. Eric, i got to ask. Uh, I'm very curious about this. You're obviously very active in Canada with, with car shows and, and having a restoration business and so forth. How would you compare Canada with the United States and our shows and, and the work that we do? And, and with that being said, we've also... Uh, taken it on ourselves a number of times to have the universities that are teaching kids how to restore. Do you all have the same thing in, in Canada? We, we, I don't believe we have any universities in, in uh, Canada that uh, that uh, uh, focus on uh, vintage car uh, restoration. Um, our act 
activity level is probably fairly concentrated. Uh, well, in my part of the country, we're in Ontario. Um, we have a, a bit of cross-border activity between uh, horses, carriage, um, and uh, Ontario, and um, actually North Jersey have been coming yeah. here for 40 years. Yes. Every alternate year. Our activity is, is pretty good. We have a lot of... Um, uh, general activity car shows and, and events I'm, I'm primarily a tourist I don't show my cars much anymore that was you know, a number of years ago when, when I uh, was doing this more uh, for my clients than myself now I, I try to do more for myself than, you know we have a few selected clients that we work for but uh, um, the level is um, well, having one tenth of the population it's going to be one-tenth of the uh, concentration of automobiles. and uh, But uh, our roads are, are, are less congested if we stay away from the cities, and, and this is what we like to do. We like to get away from that. i, I, I got to ask a follow-up question with that. One of the things that Steve, and, and he's been doing this show right after Moses let him free, but um, <laughs> question is, we, we have dedicated this sort of to inspiring young folks to find out about classic cars and vintage cars what a, and i don't know if we're it, it it's helping but it ain't there yet how no, is it in it, in uh, it's, it's, Canada? Um, it's very difficult for young people to get involved in this or second or third generation um car uh, families um it's not cheap <coughs> it's it's not a an inexpensive hobby well it can be well, it can be, but, you know, if you have an early automobile, to get anywhere, you, you, you first of all, you need your early automobile, and you need the exposure to it. If you don't get the exposure to it, you'll never know that it's out there. So that's that's number one. Um, and, and that has to start at the club level, because um, uh, if, if people are not exposed to it, they, they don't know about it. And then the, then the next thing you need to do is you need to embrace them and, and bring them into the fold, how do you do that? You know, you, uh, fortunately, um, I, I belong to a South African car club, and, and, and that car club um, has a monthly uh, day that they put aside um, for younger people to get knowledgeable about early cars, earlier cars, and uh, they actually uh, teach people how to drive the cars. Sure, um, cool. In order to uh, to get them uh, excited, we don't have that. And um, that well, horses carriage is trying. I'm on the national board now, right? And that and that's one of the things I'm trying to do. I did the youth youth judging for AACA, and now I'm trying to get ha- uh, um, JC Taylor to do youth touring awards in a program. We're working on that right now. I'll put you in contact with the Crank Handle Club in Cape Town. And um, they have eight to nine events a month. Really? <laughs> you would not believe. Uh, I attended a car show in, in George, which is a, a coastal town. They had 800 cars. Really? How cool is that? Brassier I mean, cars? I never imagine that the activity level is so strong there. Brassier cars or just... Uh, all kinds of cars. Okay. The Brassier cars are, are the, 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 the least amount of cars concentration wise but I think that the concept is there so um, 
we'll get together and I'll, I'll put you. Yeah, are, uh, how, this is a goofy question, but how did you get involved in South Africa? Well, my my father was born in South Africa. Oh, okay. Fact, last year, I attended an, an event <clears throat> that's a commemorative run, much like the London to Brighton, only on a smaller level, and it and it uh, tours from Cape Town further south to the the, the, the coastal fishing town of, of Calk Bay, which is not a lot, it's maybe 30 miles, but it's a veteran car run, and we had uh, 25, 30 cars on the run, but what was neat is it was the town that my father was born in, so driving into cool. the town that my father was born in in 1926 in a vintage car was too much, you know, it was a, what an emotional experience. Yeah, that's great. That's and, that. um, you know, that's what people need to to keep themselves connected to the hobby or to get exposed to the hobby. For yeah, matter. yeah, we're trying. We're, everybody's trying to get, and not just right. younger people. We're, I, I happen to believe not just kids, but we need to get people in there starting at about 50. When, when the kids are gone, there's a little more expendable money uh, and time. Time well, starts it, to become it, it, available. It's hard to to throw somebody into the fire um, when they're when they're fifty. You need to get them into into the events, to the uh, exposure at a younger age. Yeah, I just did a local, just kind of a quick story on that. I did a local car show. I brought the white car, the Model T, yep. and and it was a huge church, one of these ten thousand member church shows. And all these kids, you know, and we, we let one sit up in the seat and b- squeeze the bulb horn and so on. And so next one came. We must have had 150 kids sit in the car. And I had some guy come over and give me a do not touch sign. And he said, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't allow children to sit in your vehicle. It no, sets a bad precedent for that. And I said, what's the difference between them and me sitting in the car other than the size of the ass? Well, can I answer that one? <laughs> you know, occasionally we take uh, some of the, our cars down to the local school, and um, we'll get a classroom to come out. And um, yeah, that's fun. Never seen a hundred-year-old car? It's fun. It is fun. Most people have never seen a hundred-year-old automobile. Well, it's like seeing hundred-year-old people. Well, last week <laughs> I took a ninety-eight-year-old woman for a ride in. In, a, in my Model T. How, mu- how much did you get off of her, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said you took her for a ride. I, I, was I took her for a ride. And it was just as good for me as it was for her. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, and I know that you're, you with your personality, you're very outgoing and, and you're a huge well, proponent of this. people that are in this hobby need to be extrovert. They don't, it's not necessary, but... Um, uh, the people are special people, and and we expose ourselves um, t- to the population, and we have to show a good face. Obviously. Last last time I did that, I got six months. I started to say we got a guy down here named Wiener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll send Wiener up to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what other what what I haven't seen you for a while. What other tours are you doing this year? And then we'll get back to the national. Actually, um, I'm going to be heading out to, to the London to Brighton in November in England, um, just as a spectator. Oh, well, wait a second. While you're there, you ought to do a show. We have a, a gentleman, Kevin Flood, that's yeah. our... Do you know Kevin? No. Or, anyway, he does a show for us uh, from uh, England. 
and uh, we ought to get you all together, and you all could do a, a joint show. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, and then after yeah. I leave uh, the London to Brighton, then I'm going to head down to Cape Town and uh, hang out with my South African buddies for two or three weeks, and then I'll come back home and spend Christmas, and, and then we'll have to put the cars away. You know, at least there, as you in the States, in the southern states, uh, you could use your cars almost all year. Uh, poor, poor us in Canada, we have to mothball our cars for the for the winter season. Uh, and then you have to give each other lessons on how to start them and so forth <laughs> in the spring, is that right? <laughs> so you are coming to the reliability this year? Uh, next year. Next year. Next year, that's a good possibility. No, no, next year there isn't one. Uh, okay. Brass and Gas is going to be in, in, in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine. Right. And and uh, I'm. Oh, we'll have to see what what, what happens. Uh, um, can never tell what's going to happen between now and then. But I know no. you, you, the tours sell out fast. I know. Yeah, yeah. The well, you've been to Savannah uh, yes. bef- a couple times. Number of times. A lovely, lovely uh, area to, to tour. Yeah, it is, and and that's coming up in November. And I think it's. Yeah, I'm the liaison between AACA and Horses Carriage. Right. Now, Nebby Clark's not doing that anymore. It's yes, he's right. in the background. We're Is using, he? yeah, we're sort of using uh, his stuff. Right, right. Well, I mean, who knows better than Nevy? No, I know. No, uh, no. What a lovely, lovely family and lovely gentleman. Yeah, he really he is. Great does face for Savannah. The best representative that they ever had. Yeah, he's one of them, that's for sure. Yeah, he was on the tour that I almost got arrested. You remember at, at, when I almost got arrested in in uh, um, oh, where's that? Uh, the place where Fort Dick. Uh, no, I mean, uh, Paris Island is what's the town? Paris Island at the uh, at the military base. Yeah. Jacksonville, North Carolina. No, 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 but no Paris Island where the Marine Basic Training is. What I can't remember the name. Oh, yeah. Remember when I almost got rest, arrested for doing that? The the remote David was there. On, on, and fired up all six steam cars at once and made them blow off their boilers <laughs> and woke up half of the no, town. I don't recall that one. It would have been nice to see that. <laughs> yeah, the mating call of the Stanleys. <laughs> but um, anyway, so let's get back to this national car. Um, how many nationals were are are still around? How many were made and how many are still around? I know you know the, the history of all these well, cars. Well, I, I don't... Uh, I know that there's not more than a dozen nationals of that vintage out there. Uh, Jim Grundy from Pennsylvania has a number of them. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, there's another fellow out in California, uh, Brian Blaine, that races his car quite often. Really? These, these were these were really race cars in that period, you know. And this and they actually produced what they called a factory semi racer. And that's what this is. A factory semi-racer. And yeah. your guy out in California that races, where do they race these things today? Where do they oh, do that? they have events that they can attend. I mean, even the Monterey Historics out in California cater to to vintage cars, vintage race cars. And, uh, I mean, this is vintage, vintage, vintage. You know, it's very, very old. And probably the very first, you know, the very... The period that is probably the earliest race car period, probably from 1905 to 1910, uh, you see very few ever out there. And when you do, it's just a treat. 
But I have to tell you, I drove this car a month ago in Ontario on an Owen Sound tour. And uh, I was impressed because the car is so big, and yet it holds the road like a locomotive on rails. It's powerful, but you don't feel like you're not in control. Behind the wheel, you feel quite comfortable. You're sitting up high, but and there are no doors on this car. So you have two bucket seats. Yeah, cars with doors are for four thousand pound uh, beast, and um, and then you have to hand crank it. Oh really, <laughs> Eric? If, so, if someone's interested in buying it, in fact, uh, we're going to have to take a break, and we'll come back and answer that. But want to get the information on how they contact you, and and you know, so forth and so on. Sure. So we'll be back right after this. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, and we're back on the Same Classic thing. Car Show, and we've got Eric on and Steve and uh, Jim. You and I are just sort of in the be- uh, bleachers. Well, I, I think it's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> Eric, I've got a question for you. Go ahead. Um, when you get this 50-horsepower national up and going, how in blazes do you stop it? Throw out the anchor. Yeah, you, that's, that's what, what I told them. That's yeah. what I told them. All right. They were never made to stop. They were made to be driven as race cars. <laughs> oh, I know. But and is there a drive shaft The break? whole idea was going, not stopping. Yeah. Now, yeah, this so car has uh, go, hydraulic brakes on the rear fitted ah. for extra for stopping power. But, you know, when you're hauling 4,000 pounds of iron down the road, and you want to stop with two-wheel brakes, you have to anticipate, just like any early automobile. Well, um, before those supplemental brakes were added, was there... Supplemental, a, that's a good one. Yeah, were, were there brakes on the drive shaft? No, no, uh, not in uh, not in this period. You know, um, any of the uh, uh, drive shaft brakes were primarily emergency brakes to right. hold the car still. Right. But um, this has... Um, Internal uh, expanding and external um, contracting. Oh, okay. Okay. So sort of like a Model T, like a Model T. And it's been uh, a little bit modified at the brake level so that you can stop. But it's got also the handbrake on it uh, to set the brake when you're when you're still. Sometimes right. I use that when I'm trying to come to a, 
an abrupt stop. <laughs> Somebody jumps out in front of me when I'm least expecting it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay. So how does uh, what, uh, can I ask? I know in the magazine uh, there was no price on it. What are you all looking for, and how do people get a hold of you? To uh, it's in the it's in the mid three hundred three fifty range, uh, U.S. dollars. Um, they can contact me at edwardshorace at gmail dot com. That's e d w a r d s h o r u s at gmail dot com, or they can call me at. Area code 705-424-9821. That's my landline. Now, now, will you take Jim's personal check, or do you want some Absolutely. identification? Okay. Absolutely. Will you take my Eric. check, Eric? Yeah. Hell no. It's so nice talking to you all. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, we've loved it, Eric. And uh, if you don't mind, uh, I will get back in touch with you and Jim and... Um, Steve and I were talking about it off air that I, it would be great when you're in England to uh, get with Kevin and you all put together some kind of show and Kevin's got all the equipment and all that kind of stuff and I think uh, yeah that'd be a good one yeah that would be good. yeah you get there on the Friday uh, Friday to recover for a Saturday and then the run Sunday morning then we leave Monday okay uh, we're just there for just to, to enjoy the event right. But, yeah. um, uh, my cell number that I'll have with me is 705-828-5405. Uh, but that's also my iPhone and my connection with the, the Internet. So, uh, again, edwardshorace at gmail.com. Okay. Um, All righty. Uh, where will you be positioned? Will you be at the park at the start? Or? I, I will be probably starting at the park. We'll probably go on the... We might go on a tour bus that uh, the horse that the uh, veteran motor car has, um, but more than likely we'll have a rental car um, to get down to Brighton. We'll follow the run and stop at uh, various locations for um, photo opportunities. And beautiful, um, you know, if you're there on your own schedule, you have a little bit more flexibility. Right. Um, if you have a rental car, you get to see the entire start of the run. If you if you hop on the tour bus, you miss uh, the last portion of the start, which and the start is the most ex- impressive part of the run. Yes. How yeah. many cars on this? Uh, average four hundred and fifty. Four hundred and fifty. Nineteen oh four and older guys. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it is, is the biggest rolling museum in the world. Wow. Yeah. It is. It's it's un- unbelievable, and sometimes the weather is just horrific. Well, they never have good weather in. <laughs> Oh, that know what you're talking about. I think it's just fine. <laughs> you know, you have to bring your rain gear. That's a necessity. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and wooden body cars do not like the rain. <laughs> no. no, they swell. They, yeah. they get no, bigger. That, uh, yeah. You thought that uh, brakes were bad on a 1910 or 1912 car. You might as well say that they're non-existent on a 95. Yeah, I, I did it once in my two-seat Model T, and it was raining, and by the time I got back, it was a six-passenger bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. They do not uh, there, there, there goes Hillary again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ed. I really enjoyed listening to you and Steve banter well, always, back and it's forth. It's always uh, fun getting together with old car people. Yeah. And, and Steve is definitely old. Yeah, and then there's then there's old people with cars too. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's that's one way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we don't, if if that, give us a call when you get back from all of your stuff, and 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 let's let's talk again about your adventures on the London to Brighton and, yes. and in South Africa. Yeah, especially well, South it Africa. Be a treat. Uh, yeah. I hope to see you both soon, and uh, batten down the hatches in the south. Are you coming to Hershey? Yeah, I'll be at Hershey. All right, I'll look you up. I'll be in the car corral. I'll have a couple of cars there. All right, I'll look Good. you up. Okay. Eric, thank you very much. Thanks, Eric. Quite welcome. See ya. Bye. You know, I I, I love this show. You know? It's a great hobby, and the people in it are, are, they make the show. Oh, yeah. He's a nice man. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I really can't think back in all the shows that we've done over the past, what, 10 years now? You said 12 or 13 now. It's about Moses. A long time. Yeah. you know, we've had a couple of people on that were a little timid, maybe. You mean that old guy, the wife had to wake him <laughs> <Yeah>. up? <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, the people are just so nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and you can, there's something about it you can tell about a person, even on the radio, if they got a smile on their face or they, they're enjoying talking about their hobby or talking. And it's just, uh, this is just yeah. a great show he didn't, he and didn't, great people. Yeah, he didn't mention to you that he, he, at one point, had a big fire in his shop and mm. lost almost everything. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, does, uh, does he do, I wish we, well, we need to have him back on and talk about his restoration shop. Um, does he do everything or, I mean, a Well, you can't, you know, but not, you know, there's certain things you have to, no matter who you are for the most part. But, but the guy, there's a guy that was on the, uh, uh, Glidden uh, from Ohio, Doug Seabold, he, his shop is so big, he even does his own chrome plating. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. You got it. That takes up some room. Yeah. Where is he, yeah. He, he, he dips and all that I, I don't know exactly, but we've, uh, he, he and wow. his, we've, we've ridden with him and met him on tour. He'd be a good guy to talk to. He very knowledgeable. He does about, they turn out about uh, 20 to 30 cars, full restorations, frame-offs a year. Uh, and I asked him, I said, say, I, say Doug, I, what if, if I brought you a Model A? And I told you I wanted a, wanted a, a, a model. I, I wanted a, Mar, a Model A Restorers Club Mark of Excellence Award. What would it cost? He said, just a rough guess, eighty to 90000 that's all, and you still have a twenty-five thousand dollar car when yeah. you're done. For, you, you want a mark of excellence? Yeah, that's got to be more than eighty. Or no, he said eight, about eighty, ninety thousand. Because wow. every there's so much stuff available. But Stay anyhow, with, uh, okay. how much? It's just percentage-wise, has chrome chroming? Is that a term? Chroming? Yeah, yeah, gone up. Uh, it it all depends, and and I. I, there are some gypsy chrome platers that are out there. You really got it in for the gypsy. They do. Today, no, they are. They they <laughs> they don't advertise. It's word of mouth. They don't they don't screw with the government. All the rules. They just do it. So, how much uh, percentage wise has it gone up? You reckon? If you go to the big shops, I'd say at least fifty percent, maybe even a little more. The big, well known shop like Nashville Plating and a few of these other graves. Uh, probably at least fifty fifty percent, if not a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I would say you're probably closer to a hundred. But it's gotten very expensive because of the rules and the laws, because it? it's a nasty, filthy thing it to is. do, and unsafe. And it's always a dipping process, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they ha- and then they have to polish it, and they have they have polishing wheels that are as tall as this room, 
run by monster motors. And when they use these huge wheels, crap and dust and oh, yeah, it's not APA does not like them. No, they don't. They they don't like them. No, they don't. No, EPA does not like chrome plating at all. No, no, and and it's like three different tanks because you copper plate before you chrome plate. Good guys do. Yeah. The good guys, a three-step well, process, that, 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 copper, uh, nickel, and chrome. Yeah. Just make it stick. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copper, nickel, yeah. and chrome, and the polishing is what costs. Yeah, it's the prep. Yeah. It's, it's the prep that they... And there's a few guys that will do old pop metal, like the old the old hood ornaments and stuff that were on cars that were all always pitted and rotted away and stuff. Yeah. There are a few that have the ability to fix those. Wow. Uh, and there's also different levels. There's jeweler's chrome, and, and there's commercial chrome. And that's what's interesting is some of these cars have jeweler's chrome on them, and they never had jeweler's chrome when they were Well, built. some of them did. Well, The big cars. Yeah. Is, well, it, is this basically, and I don't know exactly how we got off on chrome, but is this why all of the major manufacturers, well, all the manufacturers got away from chrome yeah. bumpers? And well, stuff? R- law, the, the crash barrier, crash stuff. Yeah. That's and like chrome was too expensive. Yeah. It's too expensive. You don't see chrome. It's just cost too damn much. It's like, look at a 53 Buick sometime, or look at yeah. a 59 Cadillac. The one, that, the, the, the one car they say it had the most chrome was a 1957 Buick Limited. Yep. That t- the whole car is chrome. There's about <laughs> an inch, square inch of paint on the car somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, gentlemen, this has been, I, I love this show. I mean, It's uh, fun. The guys, uh, I want to thank Ed Watts for coming on and, oh, yeah. and uh, Eric for coming on and talking about the National, which I'd never even heard of a National before. And um, looking forward to putting something together with Eric and uh, Kevin while uh, Eric's in, in uh, England, if possible. Yeah. And uh, Well, and after uh, Hershey, maybe we can get a hold of Doug Siebold, Steve's friend that uh, has a restoration shop in Ohio. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we haven't talked to uh, a restoration shop in a long time. Well, we yeah. talked. To well, some his is a little. His is quite an operation. Yeah, that's good, Mr. Will, Buick. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, too. I want to invite anyone that has suggestions or listening to the show, either live to this morning or uh, on one of our podcasts. Uh, if you've got something that you'd like to hear Steve and and uh, Jim go after. Uh, drop me an email, david at americaswebradio.com, and we'll be glad to pursue it for you. And if there's a topic or subject uh, that you want uh, Steve to investigate, we won't do that. But other than that, uh, <laughs> keep in touch with us. And I uh, want to right. thank everybody for listening and uh, thank Passport Transport and also J.C. Taylor Insurance for sponsoring the show. We'll be back in some shape, form, or fashion uh, next week on America's Web Radio. With with the plug in the jug. We're going to put the plug in the jug. See you next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.